Hey, my name's Tom Maxwell, and I'm from Lakeside Baptist Church in Salem, Virginia, and I'm a proud member of Ministry to Parents. Welcome to the Ministry to Parents podcast. Here's your hosts, Elizabeth and Jeremy Lee. Well, welcome back again to the Ministry to Parents podcast. This is the podcast for church leaders that helps you build a ministry to parents. I'm Jeremy Lee. And I'm Elizabeth Lee, and this is episode six. And today we are talking about mistakes we can make when communicating with leadership staff. Dun, dun, dun. I know, and usually I'm like, <laughs> I try to, you know, at least pretend to be humble. On this one, I can say I've got a PhD in mistakes with leadership. <laughs> right, absolutely. I, I know how to do that. We're going to nail it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, especially in the area of communication. So, I'm really excited. Uh, Jason Pyron um, is our guest today. Mm -hmm. He's written a blog post on this topic. Mm -hmm. Jason is a leader of a whole lot of people, Mm -hmm. and so he sits in that chair. What I like is we're going to kind of give the uh, viewpoint from um, the middle looking up to leadership, and then he's going to give the viewpoint of leadership looking down Down. going, hey, here's how you can communicate with us in a way we'll like it. Yes, it's so good. Like I'm thinking I wish I had when I was on staff at a church, I wish I had been able to hear from an exec pastor or a pastor their perspective because sometimes it can get complicated in the relationship on staff with the boss. So to hear from an outside perspective, an outsider, it's a safe place to listen to. Here's here's what I want from you as a youth minister or a, a children's church leader or director, you know? And when I think about our listeners, they're either that, uh, kids minister, kids church leader, student youth church leader, Mm Uh, and they're they're in that camp, and for them, they have to lead from the middle, right? That's right. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then you've got that uh, next next level of maybe family pastor, or some churches call yes. them next gen, or yes. back in the day, it was minister of education. But you're <laughs> that's right. You're kind of that leader. <laughs> you you have people underneath and above you. Yes. Um, and then uh, and then probably, and I know there are because they talk to me. There there are some pastors listening too mm-hmm. that are that uh, in the org- organization of a church. They're kind of the head leader. Mm-hmm. I love that uh, for all three of those categories, we've got something for you today. Yes, yes, we do. Um, okay, so let's talk about the, some of the mistakes we've made. Oh my goodness! <laughs> so if if we were sitting down for coffee and you were like, "Okay, tell me, give me some scoop here. Right. How can I? Yeah, th- give me some scoop. This is what I. This is where I'd start. I have learned from my mistakes that you have to read your lead. Okay. You have to read your lead. What, what I mean by that is, you know, we all have our uniquenesses. God, I love that, has made us mm-hmm. di- so different and unique. And I've got mine, mm-hmm. and the leader that I'm working with has theirs. But what I've learned is every leader I've ever worked underneath has a unique leadership style. Mm-hmm. And the times that I have messed up in communication specifically – the most is when I have misread or not even tried to or read cared. or cared because <laughs> right. I was more worried about what I wanted. Right, right. <laughs> I didn't care to read how they were leading and how they wanted to receive my communication. I just wanted, well, if I'm communicating, then I should be yeah. doing good. What's your problem? That's right. I'm doing my job. <laughs> I can remember really specifically early on when I was in my early 20s uh, doing ministry. And I remember I had a leader, uh, Ted, that was like, 
this most relational guy. And for him, he wanted it to be a, a friendship as much as it was anything else. And so I was all into that because that's kind of how I like to do it. And well, that's how you lead too. Yeah, yeah. So I was had such a great experience when I first experienced this. I was like, I love this guy. This is great. I love leaders. Yeah. And then I go to my next scenario where I'm under a leader and he is this introverted dude who mm -hmm. is this really amazing, detailed, organized guy. Yeah. yeah. And I, I loved and needed that. Yeah. But I, I flustered and frustrated him constantly because I'd bust up in his office and I'd be like hey I've got this amazing new idea we could change the world and as and an introvert he probably started twitching I, and he was looking at me like dude I'm working yeah. here and and I had to learn to read my lead. And by doing that, I had to learn. He was introverted. He wanted to think about my big new idea before we discussed it. So I had to learn through tons of mistakes. And he taught me. That's how he led me. He said, hey, send me your idea and give me a day or two to look at it. And then bust into my office that's on so a good. scheduled appointment and tell me <laughs> how we're going to change the world with your idea great leadership but it, it, we we went through some rough patches to get there mm -hmm. and i learned and i could go on and on and on uh you know in in my ministry journey 10 to 20 different types of leaders that i've worked with mm -hmm. some of them miserable experiences a lot of them amazing experiences all of that really boiled down to communication to i had to read my lead does that make sense it does it, it makes a lot of sense because i think the style of personality, the personality types, whether it be you're a Myers-Briggs person, an Enneagram person, a, a DISC person or whatever, I think those are extremely helpful because it helps you understand who you're working with. It's relational. It's people skills. And one of the things as you're talking and I'm listening that I really started to go, what happens when you have a leader who doesn't even want to remotely relate to you like yeah. it, an unhealthy emotionally unhealthy leader who is just kind of doing his own thing because in both of the scenarios you shared although they had different personalities they both were willing to engage with you correct and so I think what happens when you run up against that boss or the leader that just doesn't want to have anything to do with it he just you're kind of a cog in the what's the term the yeah. cog in the wheel that deal? dude in, uh, I remember in our <laughs> seminary class back guy? in the day he was like a, this he was from another country so he had this accent uh -huh. and he said where I'm from we are nothing but a screw in the machine. That's right. That's Remember right. that? I do. Because that stuck with me. I was like, yeah, yes. sometimes I feel like that. Sometimes That's I feel like it. I'm nothing but a screw in the machine. And when the part breaks, they'll just put in another screw. That's it. I'm expendable. That's right. <laughs> and so I think when you get that kind of leader, if you're in a different scenario than what Jeremy has just shared, where you have a, a boss or a leadership staff that uh, you're going, I want to read them I, and I want to communicate. I just don't know how. My encouragement to you today is to remember you are responsible to them you are not responsible for them amen and so you're only responsible uh for yourself and so you can do what is within your control to best communicate and then you just have to let it go and walk away mm. you can only do what you can do and you cannot control your boss and i think that's something i struggled with early on was i in the pleaser personality wanted so much to please my bosses that i would try and study them to a fault like i was like i gotta know how to communicate and i don't know what they want and i i drove myself full of anxiety in hopes that i would do such a good job out of that pleaser and that was extremely unhealthy on my 
my end because I was trying to be responsible uh, for them in hopes that they would respond back and think I'm doing a good job. And, and my struggles with authority issues at that time in my 20s really played out in how I related to my bosses. Mm, and it only comes down one of two ways. If you try to be responsible for them, mm-hmm. it usually ends up in a clash of the titans, yeah, right? super bad. <laughs> and if you're in the middle, like uh, Jason was telling us in this, when we Next were talking segment. about mm-hmm. this, he mm-hmm. said, he said, hey, look, if you're in the middle and you go clash the titans, you're probably, the lose. odds are huge <laughs> yeah. that you're going to lose. Absolutely. Uh, and he said, uh, but the other way that uh, I have found when I say, when I say I'm, I'm responsible for myself, mm-hmm. like what you're saying, is uh, if I had a leader that didn't want to engage with me, mm-hmm. uh, the success that I found was I went and found another spiritual mentor, either maybe somebody else on staff or somebody. Mm-hmm. I, I, I went and found somebody o- above me that could help me process this mm-hmm. and could help lead me and give me what I was looking for. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, uh, without, so that I didn't feel so needy and, you know, why aren't you communicating with me? Why aren't you leading me? Why aren't you helping me? Well, you know what? I, I'm not powerless. I could go find that somewhere else so that I can just relate to this, this person, how they want me to relate to them, Mm -hmm. but I can go get my needs somewhere else from a leader. And in another setting, I found it outside of the staff. In fact, it really wasn't good for me to try to find that on staff. It would have worked mm-hmm. against me. Mm-hmm. So I found it. Um, actually, it was a it was a paid counselor for me in this specific situation. But he was yeah. older than me. He had walked the road further than me. He understood the world of ministry. He kind of coached me through how to be healthy mm-hmm. in the midst of uh, of this experience I was having with my leader. Mm-hmm. So I think if you're listening today to talking to the church leaders, if there's two things. There's two takeaways. First, it's read your lead. Uh, practice understanding empathy. I think that goes a really long way uh, when we feel like we can try and empathize with them. We put ourselves in their shoes. It really helps kind of uh, us study them, learn them, learn their personality types, recognize are they introverted, extroverted? Uh, Do they process out loud? Are they internal thinkers, external thinkers? Personal, professional. Uh, Correct. Is it more of a personal friendship? Uh, type relationship or is it just uh, it's black and white and I think also when you do that you read the lead it becomes less personal Mm -hmm. so uh, for those who uh, may take things more personally which is okay because that's how God made you there's no shame there it's also though understanding the bigger picture that sometimes it's just not personal and I think you and I study the Enneagram types and I think you and I have even had to learn this in our styles of communication because uh, when you begin to interact with the different personality types that communication really plays into that and the styles of communication and sometimes it's just not personal yeah it's just styles of communication so read the lead and then understand sometimes it's not personal but it's personality get the twitter out (laughs) i gotta tweet that (laughs) nice and then the second one is uh, remembering you're responsible to your leader but you're not responsible for them and that is actually harder to do uh, than say because to just be responsible for ourselves puts the full responsibility on us to take care of us to lead ourselves All of this is such a good topic, and we know we're, we we've lived through this, and we're also talking to you guys daily. We know leadership and issues around leadership. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of pain here, a lot of struggle here, but uh, and then there's also a lot of really great solid relationships mm-hmm. as well. 
but we're going to get really zoned in on communication because we say this all the time. Communication is like oxygen to a relationship. Same thing in this leadership relationship, a relationship with the leader you have. Mm-hmm. Uh, as y'all communicate, so does your relationship grow and thrive. So how can we do it in a way that works? That's what Jason Pyron from Bellevue Church in Memphis, Tennessee is going to help us accomplish. Uh, so we're going to take a quick break. And after that, we're going to hear more from Jason Pyron. Uh, in this break, please listen, uh, because we have a brand new, really cool product in the store called Heart and Soul. It's a parent seminar in a can. You'll love it. And we're going to talk more about it in the break. And after that, we'll be back with Jason Pyron. Have you ever tried to book a speaker to come to your church for a parent seminar? By the time you pay their speaking fee, plane ticket, gas mileage, hotel room, and their meals, it can get pretty pricey. That's why we're excited to offer you our parent seminar in a box called Heart and Soul Parenting. Jeremy Lee leads parents through the process of connecting to their kid's heart through relationship and guiding their souls through spiritual leadership. The best part is that you get all the teaching videos, teaching slide deck, promotional graphics, small group discussion questions, seminar planning guide, and a parent listening guide, all for a fraction of the price that it costs to book a live speaker. And it's all done for you. All you have to do is promote the event and press play. Check out the Heart and Soul Parenting Seminar Kit in the Ministry to Parents online store by going to ministrytoparents.com and clicking the shop button at the top. Welcome back to the MTP Podcast. Today we've invited Jason Pyron into this conversation. He's on an executive staff at a church outside of Memphis, Tennessee. And here's what he had to share with us about communication. When we talk about communication, um, I think this still goes back to your main question. But when we talk about communication between those in the leadership team and those that are desiring to be led in that way, uh, don't forget the significance of both feet. It's uh, both sides of the equation. You should, you have a right to be heard and should be heard. Also understand that that person didn't get in that seat just because they knew the right person. Uh, Nine times out of ten, that's because you know, they did it because they've they've proven themselves and they've gained trust, and they're trying to manage all that as well. So well, I would keep that in mind. I think that's an incredible tip on communication with leadership staff. Consider the significance of both seats. I definitely think that's something I wish I could do differently if I could go back in time, because I was only able to see my seat. I never took the time to have empathy to consider the other side of the seat. I mean, I do now that I'm in my mid-40s, but in my 20s, that I didn't have the maturity to be able to consider the significance of both sides of the seats. I think that's incredible advice. It reminds me of last week's episode where we talked about communicating with parents. Mm-hmm. And we said, hey, don't just be about getting your announcement out and getting what, say, communicating what you want to say consider the fact that parents are hearing from teachers and coaches mm-hmm, and getting mm-hmm. all these messages in their minds in a completely different headspace. Mm-hmm. And you can either be mad about that or have empathy for it and like consider it in the way you communicate. 
how is it not different for a leader, yeah, you know, exactly. because a leader is th- has a whole nother set of problems. They have what I call ultimate responsibility, which means there's a there's a lot of weight. And mm-hmm. when, when the buck stops, it's going to stop with them, not, not us. <laughs> and uh, so they have to wake up in the middle of the night thinking about that sometimes and bear that and have to manage that. Mm-hmm. Um, and so uh, because of that, we can have empathy with that and, and communicate in a way that considers that perspective. And I love that. Mm-hmm. And I think that's where in now that we're in a position where we have ultimate responsibility yeah. for this company, <laughs> we, right? From we've learned. To parents, we've learned. For sure. So many times I've said, oh, that's how they must have felt. Exactly. <laughs> for sure. No doubt. Empathy, right? Empathy. Um, so that was a great tip uh, for the first clip where he talks about consider the significance of both sides of the seat, both seats. I butchered that totally, but consider <laughs> the significance of both seats. This next clip's super great too. Tip number two. One of my big mottos uh, for my team and the, the people that I work alongside and with and for and all that good stuff is uh, no surprises. So that's just one example, no surprises. And what that means is I don't want to hear about something uh, from somebody else if I was supposed to hear about it from you. Um, I'm, I'm always going to defend my team. So if I have somebody, if I have a, a person in the church that comes up to me and says, you know, why in the world would you let your middle school pastor bring a live monkey on stage on a Wednesday night when you know that there's viruses going around or something like that? Sure. My answer to that, even if I didn't know a thing about it, my answer is going to be something to the defense of my middle school pastor. Say, hey, you know, um, he is doing everything he can to be creative. He went through all the proper steps to make sure that that monkey wasn't going to break the body. I mean, whatever the case is, um, uh, maybe you're hearing that this is a personal illustration. Um, but whatever <laughs> it is, I'm going to defend them. At the same time, I'm going to go right to that middle school pastor and go, what in the world? Uh, you brought a lot of monkey. And it's not about the fact you brought a lot of monkey. It's about the fact I didn't know about it. They yeah. communicated. So what I... What I tell my team for years, anybody I've worked with, is let me decide if I need to know this information. Don't you decide it for me. Uh, can we just for a second uh, uh, form the I brought a live animal during my <laughs> weekly event club? Because I've, I've done that so many times. Yeah, I brought a cow tongue once. You, I was to just going to mention the cow tongue, the huge cow tongue, and you freak kids out. I did. And then, <laughs> these high schoolers, and I, I mean, it was like my first month at a new church, and I was the girls' uh, church leader minister working with the uh, teenage girls, and I was teaching, so I wanted it to be really interactive, and I went and got a cow tongue from a meat processing plant. And your tongue in. has power. Look at it. They're like, oh, mommy. <laughs> They're like, who is this chick we've just hired? <laughs> Uh, man, I brought live sheep, live dogs. Vladimir the turtle has made an appearance yes. before. I mean, live animals are fun, and, and but they also well, can get you in trouble. trouble that's right. <laughs> Which, Which is what the point Jason is saying is, hey, and props to Jason as a leader for having his middle school church leaders back. Like, yes, props if you're a leader, that. listen to that tip. Yeah, yes, for that's sure. an incredible tip because I was like, anybody. People want to work for leaders like that because they know that when somebody comes to complain, if you've got their back, that's the whole loyalty thing. But then behind the scenes, hey, what was up with that? You know, and it, and it doesn't have to be manipulative or no, blind or no. uh, or, or uh, false. Yeah, yeah. You, but you can just say, hey, 
I know them. I know I've worked with them long enough to know that Mm -hmm. what you're saying about them doesn't match what I know about them. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to go check on that because that doesn't make sense. And I'll get back to you. Mm -hmm. That shows loyalty and support for your teammate. Mm -hmm. And then also honors the fact that, hey, I'm not calling you a liar, the person who's complaining. Yeah, I just need to go do some more investigation because it doesn't seem I I, I trust this person. And so I I would be surprised. Let me go check. And then. I love that he says, hey, that's my thing. No surprises. That's a place you cannot over communicate. Oh, yeah. You know, I think that's just an incredible tip. Just I don't need to be caught off guard here. Just communicate. I think the reason why Jason brings this up is because I think you might be able to survive this mistake once. Mm. But I don't know how many more times you can surprise your leadership and put them in that awkward position Mm -hmm. and get to keep your position. Right. Uh, Right. I just think that. So I think uh, I love that he came out the gate with that. Yes. So good. So we've had tip number one, which is the significance of both seats. Tip two, which is no surprises. Tip three, we had started talking about weekly reports and we asked Jason what his thoughts are on that. But just last week, one of my guys that does that weekly, that I love getting it, I, I, I was reminded. So this, if you're in people that are on the staff leadership, it's a good reminder to you. Last week, I realized probably a month, I had not said a word. I had read every of it, whatever, but I had never responded to him. And so last week, I just wrote him a sentence that said, thank you so much. I really do value these. I read them. I know I don't respond every time. I need to do better. But just know this really helps me a lot. So don't necessarily take crickets as in they're saying, I can't believe they're wasting my time with this. Um, the other thing that I would say to that is, is be, be bold enough to ask every once in a while. Just to, if you see them in the hall, if you don't have regular meetings with them, or if you do have regular meetings with them or a monthly meeting, whatever, just ask them, hey, I want to make sure I'm still sending you what you want. And they might go, you know, I'm good now. You're telling me in other ways I'm, I'm good. Or they might say, absolutely, I want them. Or they might look at you and go, well, why? Well, why don't you want to do it? You know, and that's the case. <laughs> you, still, you can still explain to them, well, I just I want to make sure I'm not wasting your time and make sure that I'm putting my best time into what I'm doing. I think that uh, those weekly reports are incredible. But I think even more so what I love is Jason said, hey, don't sit there and be frustrated. Mm-hmm. Have the have five seconds of courage, like we tell our boys all the time, (laughs) and be respectful, like we tell our boys all the time. Mm -hmm. But go in and say, "Hey, is this is this communication thing I'm doing? Does that work for you, or would you like me to communicate Mm -hmm. in a different way?" Mm -hmm. Magical question Mm -hmm. could open many doors in a in a working relationship. Yes, and in relationship in general, we say that all the time. Let me clarify: is Mm -hmm. you know, and I love those words. I need to clarify on this subject. Is this true? Is this accurate? And and we struggle sometimes and we trust each other. So I can't imagine if you have a working relationship with someone and I've got to go in and ask them, is this something they want? So it does take five seconds of courage and it's understanding on a deeper level. Hey, when I walk into this office, what no matter the response, I'm only responsible for myself and I'm responsible to my boss. That's it. Yes, and the, great that you said trust, because that's what our last clip's about. He talks about the idea of trust between a leader and uh, the one who's being led. Check this out. You know, and I would, I would say that about trust just very quickly, is that, yes, you, you need to be excited about going to work, 
because you trust the people that are in leadership over you. Um, and that's so important. But I, I would encourage everyone to, there's hurt there. There's, there's times that you think they should have talked to you and they didn't. There's times that they should have given you a longer leash and they didn't. But, but try your best. Pray through this and try your best to come in there with going, I am going to do on my part what I know I'm probably to do. And I cannot control whether they smile at me or stop when they look at me or stop when they see me and look me in the eyeballs and talk to me. I can't control that, but I can control on my end what I'm doing to build trust. Because they might be thinking the same thing. You're trying to build trust with them and, and trying to get to the point where you trust them. They're very well trying to do the same thing with you. So when it comes to everything we've talked about today, uh, you know, he started out by saying, remember both sides of the coin when it comes to the uh, leaders. Uh, really. So when it comes to everything we've talked about today, when it, uh, Jason started by talking about consider both sides, that this is a two-way street when it comes mm -hmm. to communication with leadership. He talked about don't surprise leadership. Mm -hmm. That's that's not a good monkey. mistake you want to make, especially <laughs> multiple times, right? No no live monkeys. Mm -hmm. Or cow tongues. He talked about the value of weekly reports, but also just having that five seconds of courage to say, is this the way you want me to communicate mm -hmm. to you? Mm -hmm. So you can hear and learn and investigate exactly how their communication style is. And then finally he says, you know, hey, look, uh, work to build trust, but that trust is really just, it, it's one of those things where you have to trust the process that trust can build. Mm -hmm. This is uh, just essential for those of us who are working with leaders. I think trust is like currency, right? There's an exchange that occurs. And so if you happen to be sitting in a seat where you say, there is no way that I can trust the leadership above me, my encouragement to you today is that first, you're not alone. Second is that, remember, you're only responsible for yourself and you're responsible to the position that you hold. And you are here because God has you in a place for such a time as this. So begin to go to him and say, okay, Lord, you have me here. What is it you want to teach me? Because I do believe you're sovereign. I believe you're in control. And if I am in a relationship or there's not a relationship, there's a lack of a relationship, and this isn't going anywhere, what do you have for me out of this? That's good. I think uh, that settles our discussion for today, and now I want to move to T3. It's another oh, episode yeah. of T3, Tony's, Tony's Tech, Tech Tips, Tips this week. <laughs> and this week, he's going to uh, help us uh, understand the Nintendo, Nintendo Switch. There, evidently, there's a parental control that we should know this since one of our sons has a Nintendo our 12 year old Switch. has a Switch. So, he loves it. We love it. So we'll be listening <laughs> intently to uh, T3, Tony's Tech Tips. Tony's tech <laughs> Here tips it is. Coming up after the break. What if you could create a parent ministry website in 30 seconds? That would be magic, right? That's why Ministry to Parents members love our magic button. Once you push the magic button, it creates a parent ministry website in only 30 seconds. The magic button is available for members of ministrytoparents.com. To become a member today, you can go to ministrytoparents.com slash member. Hello, and welcome to Tech Time with Tony, or also known as T3. Uh, I am the author and creator of Family Technology Plan, 
I'm also a content contributor for ministrytoparents.com. You can find my stuff in the store or on the blog. Today for T3, we are going to be looking at the Nintendo Switch. They have come out, Nintendo specifically has come out with a Switch parental control app that is incredible for moms and dads to use. Uh, This is a really great app. It's worked a lot for my family. I have an eight-year-old son right now, and uh, he is playing on his Switch, and we are able to set some times and some things up in this app, and it's incredible for our family. And so you're going to get this app. You're going to download it from your app store, and it's immediately going to ask you to uh, connect a parent account. So you have to create a parent account. Uh, with Nintendo, which is totally fine. It's your email and password and things like that. And what's really cool is the the very first thing that you see is you see time played. And so it gives you days of the week and it shows you how many minutes or hours uh, that they have played. And so um, I'm looking at mine right now and for some days my son has played, sometimes he hasn't played. Uh, But I'm just gonna go ahead and look. I'm gonna click on one of those timelines when you get in there. And what's really cool is it actually shows you what game they have been playing. And so my son played 30 minutes and he played Mario Kart Deluxe. It's a classic game. He was actually playing with me uh, and so I already knew that. But 30 minutes uh, was on the clock and that is actually what we have set. And so you can go under settings and you can set time limits based on um, each and every day. Uh, Or you can disable that alarm for each day depending on, you know, your circumstance. The other day, me and my son were playing and I wanted to play a little bit longer with him. So I disabled the, the time limit for the day. Absolutely not a problem. And so you can have a time limit set, but then you can disable it whenever is convenient for you. The other thing is, is you can set a restriction level on this app. Now, it's very similar to a lot of the other things that we have, but it's all based on certain games and accessibility. So um, my son has a couple games that were rated a little bit higher than his his uh, restriction level. And so because we wanted him to be able to play Smash Brothers or Minecraft, uh, we actually had to allow those on the device. And as the parent, you're able to uh, log in a passcode, a four-digit passcode, uh, to be able to make changes and things like that. And so it's really, really user-friendly. You also get a monthly summary in here, and it actually will highlight the days and the certain things that, um, that, that the device was actually played and used on. And it's cool. It tells you out of the month. So I'm looking at the month of June right now for my son. He played 17 days, uh, which was up two from the month before. Um, The amount of time he played was an average of 25 minutes a day, and I can see the top games that he decided to play during that month. And so it's a really, uh, really user-friendly kind of app for moms and dads to be able to manage the Nintendo Switch. With devices like this getting portable and more portable, uh, it's really important that moms and dads have a way to monitor these things. And with a gaming system, There's not a lot of things that you can do unless that gaming system has some things built in, which thankfully Nintendo has done for moms and dads. And and so thanks for joining T3 today. Looking forward to the next time. Have a good one. 
Thank you so much, Tony Bianco. We always love having you on the Ministry to Parents podcast. If you want more technology tips, Tony actually authors most of our blog posts on this subject. You can go to ministrytoparents.com slash blog and look down the subject, technology on the sidebar, and you can just have an endless amount of Snapchat, Marco Forever. Polo. <laughs> it just goes on and on and on. So thank you, Tony Bianco. We also want to thank Jason Pyron for joining the conversation today and just sharing your wisdom. Also to Tom Maxwell from Virginia for the shout out. Yes, sir. And uh, next week, we're going to be talking about, we're going to continue the communication theme. We've talked about how to communicate to parents and leaders. Next week is volunteers. We have our man, Dan Istvanek. Looking forward to having Dan on the show. Thank you again for joining in to the Ministry to Parents podcast. This is the podcast for church leaders that helps them build a ministry to parents. You've been listening to the M2P podcast. To download free parent resources, go to ministrytoparents.com.